welcome to the St. Michael's Student Connections podcast. Today we're going to do another short study. And this time we're going to be moving away from the Old Testament and into the New. Specifically John chapter 6, starting in verse 60. So I got to thinking about this passage because I got a song stuck in my head. I was thinking about when I was a worship director for a church that I previously served at. We would do these outdoor worship services in the summertime. And one of those services, I would always set up to be a bluegrass, kind of old-timey worship service. I thought it was just the perfect setting, you know. It just seemed to fit. Like, everyone was out in the hot summer sun, sitting in the green grass, perfect blue skies. It just seemed kind of old-timey, and and bluegrass just seemed to fit. Plus, we had this person in our congregation who was an actual bluegrass musician, and she was really good, and... So because of that, she was able to get other actual bluegrass musicians to come and join us. So it was really sweet. Uh, so we would play all these different bluegrass songs throughout the, the services that we would do. But one of the songs that we would play, and specifically the song that got stuck in my head, was called, Where Could I Go But To The Lord? So the song is about dealing with life struggles and the chorus is this response to each of the verses with this repetitive, where could I go, where could I go but to the Lord? Now, maybe it was because today we finally kind of had our first taste of summer a couple days ago, and I just kind of had summer subconsciously on my mind, but I got this song and I got bluegrass kind of stuck in my head. And then having that song stuck in my head, that led me to John chapter 6, verse 68 where it says, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We believe and know that you are the Holy One of God. So let's back up a little bit and figure out exactly what's going on here for Peter to have said this to Jesus. So prior to this exchange between Jesus and Peter, Jesus had been growing pretty big, and he'd been growing this pretty big following. So he had these large crowds that were following him around and seeking him out. And he had just gotten done feeding the 5,000 with the two fish and the five loaves. And his disciples had seen him walk on water. And he just got done telling these large crowds that he, that Jesus, he was the bread of life. And then Jesus goes on to say that he has come down from heaven and he's here to do his father's will. And that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So this kind of causes a bit of a stir amongst the people in the crowd. And, and they begin to grumble and they argue whether this dude is just off his rocker or if he's actually telling the truth. Like they, they can't get past the fact that they know his earthly mother and father. And so they don't understand how he's saying that he's come from heaven. He's here to do the will of his heavenly father. It, it's just not making sense to these people. And then Jesus goes and he ups the ante. You know, these people were already kind of confused and getting a little upset. And then he pushes things to the next level, which is pretty typical for Jesus to do in, in a lot of his teachings. You know, these people were already uncomfortable with what he was saying. And then he pushes them even farther by saying in verse 51, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. 
And so now the people begin to argue sharply amongst themselves. You know, they're like, okay, what does that mean? How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Like, this is sounding dangerously close to cannibalism. And then Jesus keeps going. And he adds, oh, I'm telling the truth. You have to eat of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood. If you don't, you won't have any life in you. And so after they hear this, many of his followers were like, okay, that's it. What the heck? This, this is a tough teaching to follow. I don't know about this guy. And so a bunch of them leave and they just, they just walk away. And so that's when Jesus turns to the 12 and he asks them, you don't want to leave me too, do you? And to which Peter replies, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Now, what Jesus is talking about, you know, being the bread of life and needing to eat his body and drink his blood is not a reference to cannibalism or vampirism or, or anything like that. To eat living bread means to accept Christ in our lives and to become one with him. You know the saying, you are what you eat? It's very true. Like if you eat nothing but junk, then your health, your body is going to turn to junk. Garbage in, garbage out. I remember when I was younger, like just out of high school or in my early 20s, I'd go to the gym and I'd play sports and stuff, but I'd never really see any significant changes to my body. And it's because my nutrition was garbage. Like I'd lift weight and I'd run a mile and then go play hockey and then go hit up Taco Bell or McDonald's and drink a copious amount of pop and then eat donuts for breakfast and scarcely touch fruit or vegetables or water. The negative effects of what I was taking in were outweighing the positive things that I was doing. I was stunting my growth. The same is true in a spiritual sense. Garbage in, garbage out. Even if you're doing seemingly good things, like attending church on Sunday, coming to youth group, occasionally opening your Bible and, and praying, things like that. If you're predominantly surrounding yourself with garbage or taking in the garbage of the world, what do you think is going to happen? This is what Jesus was really getting at here. He's laying down the unwavering truth that there are only two answers to him. When he asked his disciples if they were going to leave too, he's saying, look, there's no middle ground with me. There are two choices to accept. The two choices are accept or reject. Jesus isn't trying to deter people from following him or intentionally alienating people or antagonizing them. He's simply speaking the truth. Either you're in or you're out. There's no foot in the door sort of thing. Now, this doesn't mean that when we accept Jesus, we won't continue to struggle or wrestle with the world. You know, that all of our problems are instantly going to be figured out and everything is just going to be easy street from here on out. It's acknowledging, like Peter, that where else could we go? Like there's only one source of eternal life, one source of this living bread, and it's Jesus. People often respond to Jesus' message in different ways. Some people outright reject it. They walk away. Others accept it, and they stay, and they truly believe. And some people stick around, but... It is not a belief. They might pretend, either for personal gain or for status or approval from 
friends or family. But in the end, there are only two responses to him. Reject or accept. Where could I go? Where else could we go? You know, there, there are a ton of philosophies, theories, beliefs, and thoughts on where we can turn to in this world in times of need, in times of stress, anxiety, depression, fear, anger, frustration, confusion, sadness, happiness, prosperity, or whatever the world is dealing us at the time. There is, however, only one source of eternal life, and that is the words of Jesus. Amongst all these things, stay with him. Seek him out. Where could we go but to the Lord? That's going to do it for us here at St. Michael Student Connections. Thanks for tuning in this day. Hey, no matter where you are in your faith walk, know that Jesus is passionately and unapologetically pursuing you and know that I'm praying for you as well. Until next time, be blessed. Thank you.